Hey, storytellers. If you like the show, you can find Life Narrated on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever streaming service you use. It really helps others find the podcast and validates our existence. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Yes, this okay. thing is on. We are good. And neither of you were followed, right? Right. I don't think so. Great. Yeah. So we're here. We're convening in secret behind Matt's back because today is a very special episode of Life Narrated. It's about Harry Potter. No Matt's allowed. <laughs> no Matt's allowed. So if you're a Matt, go ahead and turn it on off and go listen to a different podcast without Harry Potter and joy. So <laughs> we are here today to celebrate Harry Potter and the joy it brought to our lives. So my name is Emily, and I am the great squid keeper. My name is Lauren. I am a professional port key polisher, and we have a special guest with us today, which is my real-life actual blood sister, <laughs> Yay. Uh, Kate. And uh, I'm, I'm Kate, and I'm a, I'm a house elf rehabilitator. Yeah, yeah, rehabilitation is important. It is. Yeah. Such, a, such a good job. Such a good job. So important, so necessary. <laughs> So we were going to start talking about um, how we came into Harry Potter. So if you want to start, uh, Lauren. Yeah, so I started reading Harry Potter around 12. I was in, yeah, I was in middle school, and I feel kind of bad when I think about it because I was the kid who was like, I don't, like, I don't want to read Harry Potter. Every, Harry Potter is just like the it thing. Everybody's <laughs> like into Harry Potter, whatever. I kind of refused to read it because everybody was reading it. And so I was like, well, it must be garbage because not everybody can like the same thing. You yeah. Know? Um, and then my friend Samer, shout out to Samer, basically told me I was being a dumb bitch and <laughs> needed to read this book. <laughs> In so many words. Which is like, you're being stubborn. You will love this book. Read this book right now. So I read it when I was 12, around the, the same age as Harry. And then, yep, I loved it, and I was pretty hooked. And so I went to multiple Barnes & Noble slash Borders <laughs> bookstore, like, midnight parties to get, to get a pre, like my pre-ordered copy. <laughs> um, That's my mom cool. Told me. Yeah, it was like... It was really awesome, and um, yeah, so I came to it around the same age Harry was in the books, and so I definitely, like, I literally grew up with the yeah. series. I, I have, I came to it a similar time, like, I, we had, I was living in Germany at the time, and our neighbors were English, and they were, um, they gave us books sometimes, like, hey, we really like this book, and a couple of the books that they had given us, I was like, oh, whatever, and but they gave us Harry Potter, and it was still, I think... At the time, it had just come to America, but in England, it, it was, like, on its second or third book, or something like that. I'm not sure about the timing, but it was, like, old news to them, but new, but news to Americans, and so I read it, and I was, like, hooked into it, and I think, I want to say that the second one was out, but, or maybe it wasn't out yet, but the third one definitely wasn't out, and then I was into it, and I was so used to not having other people enter into my book interest because at the time I was like 
hardcore into like old school sci-fi and like other stuff so it was just You're like, like 12 years old reading yeah, Dune. Yeah, yeah I mean I was really into Anne McCaffrey and it was just like nobody knows what I like in terms of books and so I would never tried to share it with any of my peers um, but when I came to America on the eighth grade everyone was just starting to get into it and I was like I've been knowing. I was with. I was that kid. I was like, I'm so cool. I've already read them all. You were like You're, the hipster. Reader. I was the hipster. Yeah. That's right. I was an early adopter. Right. I, I, I liked Harry Potter before he was they, a big deal. Before it was cool. Great. But Kate, I think you have a different experience. Well, I do because so I'm almost four years older than Lauren, and we were never really in school at the same time, and so when she was 12 reading this, I was off in high school being way too cool for any of that, <laughs> right. um, especially a book recommendation from my little sister, and then I went to college and went to see the second movie, I think it was, like, around Thanksgiving break with my girlfriend and then her younger sister, um, and I thought, oh... Well, that's magical as fuck. Like, really? <laughs> like, I just... Okay, fine. Um, and by that point, I think at least the first four books were out, and I basically read all of those over Christmas break. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah. and then and then did the long wait with everyone else for yeah. book five, mm-hmm. two years. Yeah. Um, and then basically just pre-ordered them ever since. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, like, got into it from the movies. And I don't really even love the movies. Yeah. Like... The first two were great in, like, super magical way, but mm-hmm. it, like, meh. But then once it becomes more plot-driven, the movies just can't keep up, I think. Yeah, it's just... It's true. I hate, I hate the fourth movie so much. So much. Yeah. It's my you know, least favorite. We'll anyway. talk about movies yeah, yeah, yeah. later, but I have some thoughts for yes. you. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and we wanted to talk about also, like, or what it is that you really like about it and also your favorite character mm-hmm. and um, favorite book. So I'll start with... Um, my favorite character and favorite. Oh no, I I said that and then I don't know what that is. Wow. Well, I feel like this will be. Let's let's talk it out because I feel like if you say anybody other than like Hermione, you're a fool. However, <laughs> we like, can just if we just accept that Hermione will always take right, like, right. the top. Someone yeah. else. She's in the top tiers. Yeah, yeah. she's so, taken. It's like she's too good. You can't pick her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's or, or it's, it's too like obvious. okay, right? It's it's like. Hermione, duh. Okay, but then other than Hermione. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, because Hermione, I, maybe this is something we can all relate to being, like, three women who are, like, super into this book series. But, like, I think very early on, I definitely realized that, oh, Harry's, like, the main character, mm-hmm. but he couldn't do anything without Hermione. Right. And so it was this kind of almost subversive, like... Hermione's the real like powerhouse, mm-hmm. and it she was, is. It was really great to have her, and they did do I think a good job of folding in other like really, um, like awesome. Not just like powerful, but just like really awesome female characters. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been a huge fan of McGonagall for like mm-hmm. the similar reason because she's yeah. like a badass boss. She's such a boss bitch. Yeah, <laughs> such a boss. McGonagall she is the best. Yeah, so it's like I feel like McGonagall is great. I also have a very special place in my heart for Luna because I feel yeah. like she I don't feel like growing up that I was like Luna but I had friends who it's like when I look back I'm like oh, that was that person <laughs> yeah and I didn't know how to relate to them or whatever you know like you just but you they didn't even really s- need you to they don't yeah. need you to they don't they're good it's, like, <laughs> it's almost like a pure spirit where it's like you are so comfortable in yourself like kind of fuck 
the rest of us. Yeah. And that's like goals. Yeah, it's you goals. Know? So like Luna yeah. was that character. Yeah, like I love her because it's like that's who I wanted, like aspire to be. Yeah. Somebody just kind of in that. Not that she's perfect, but yeah. she's in a place of she's so content. Yeah. With who she is and. Um, and you know, reading her as a kid, I did not feel that way about her. I was like, "Oh God, she's so embarrassing! Like she's so weird and she's creepy." So weird. Yeah. But now, when you read her, you're like, "You go, Luna!" Right? <laughs> Let's start. Oh, I love Luna. Luna. Yeah, she's gonna be fine. Yeah. So I think um, I when I think about like, all right, so who's my favorite character? Like, who did I get like super like loved when they like showed up or yeah um, had stuff to say? I. I really liked um, Molly Weasley. Yeah, <laughs> another like boss lady. Yeah, like, Molly was probably like my favorite uh, character. I just, I think is like. She, I mean, she gets to say the most badass thing yeah. in all of the books. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Just saying. And she's also like, again, reading her as a kid, she's like this really great mother figure, and then now as an adult, as a mother, I'm like, but you know, she she did everything for her kids. But I feel like she's there's also a lot more to her. Mm-hmm. Like I would be willing to watch whatever BBC television show starring <laughs> Molly. I would yeah. love to see the movies as interpreted by the BBC. Actually, yeah, right? <laughs> That'd be great. Right? More documentaries. Yeah. Um, but I and and I also I think I really liked like Rita Skeeter. Like I love to hate her. Yeah, she is uh yeah. And but like as an adult you're also like she is doing a very good job. Yeah. The, She's also kind of a boss bitch. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? I the, played her at a at a uh, like a dinner party mystery oh, cool. thing one time. <laughs> That's exciting. It's awesome. I didn't know anyway. That. The um what was I gonna say? The, there's a ton of podcasts about Harry oh, Potter yeah. and one of them is The Quibbler. Yep. And they talk about great. Rita Skeeter and how after she is like basically blackmailed by a child into not being a journalist anymore, the whole level of journalism becomes like awful. Yeah. And like she collapses completely. And like, so she was what was holding it all together. And then when she becomes again a journalist, like it, it starts coming back together. And it's like, she had to use her powers huh. for good. Yeah. yeah. She had to learn how to like not just write garbage. Yeah. But also. Yeah. What about your favorite character? So my favorite character is Arthur Weasley. Because he is so he is so confident. He's so good at magic. Like he makes a car fly. Yeah. And like yeah. he doesn't do it perfectly, but he makes a fucking car fly. Yeah. And like the invisibility booster and like fixing the motorcycle and then like putting like dragon fire in it and shit. Like how do you even capture dragon fire yeah. to make a button that shoots it out shoots of the tailpipe? And he's like but he's also super chill. Like, he's super happy. He's super nerdy. Mm-hmm. He's got his collection of plugs and batteries and things. <laughs> like, he's got his things that he's very happy with. He seems to have a loving yeah. relationship with his wife. I feel like and he's, he's totally Danish. also He's not actually English. He's, yeah. like, a very, like, yeah. Danish kind of the... <laughs> yeah. We talk about, like, the happiest people on Earth. Oh, yeah. That's our thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, so wise, like... Like, when Harry and Ron, like, fuck it up. I think he's in the sixth book, and, like, they disappear out of the joke shop. Yeah. And then, like, they're like, oh, we were in the back room the whole time. And Arthur's like, um, I'm Fred and George's dad. <laughs> I kind of understand bullshit, so... <laughs> I've been dealing just... with this for a long time. Fess up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> also, there's the extra element of, like, you guys... But he's super chill about it. He's not mad. Yeah. So, like, you should, like, can we not... Yeah, yeah. You know, but then also like, he doesn't like when Molly's all like, 
hey, we need to protect him. And, oh, he's just a child. He's like, well, he's a child with, like, a mass murderer after him. And that doesn't happen every day, so maybe he needs to be And he's been dealing with it for a while now. Yeah. Arthur, like, treats people like adults. He has an appreciation for kids. But he's also, like, yeah, he's really good at magic. He's, like, super good at, like, all of the stuff for the Order and, like, is, like, involved in his community and works for the ministry. But, yeah, he's, like, content where he is at work. He's not a ladder climber. It's not. It's like I almost feel like he's a Hufflepuff. Yeah, but he's also a Gryffindor because he's super like he he is brave. He is like he's got fuck. He's got seven kids. Like that's that's brave. That's brave. Yeah, and he's like and he is a really great dad. And one of the things that I always like appreciated about that storyline is like him and Percy and how like Percy always sees his dad through like the kind of shitty people like Lucius Malfoy's eyes you know, mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of like oh you should want more you should be more ambitious and so it's really great when Percy comes around how is Percy another Slytherin I'm just saying I, yeah that's I think that's a great point but you yeah. know like he comes back around and part of that is all Arthur's like wisdom knowing that like he is young he he needs to experience this my other children didn't per se but he needs this and so he let Percy be who he is yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. I also have a, a theory that the Sorting Hat puts people into groups to be uh, prescriptive as opposed to, like, that's not who you are, but this will make you a better person. Oh. Like, Percy definitely is a Slytherin, but yeah. he definitely benefits from being in the Gryffindor house with Gryffindors. That's true. And then, um, like, uh, Neville, bless him, is a Hufflepuff. Oh, but my God. definitely benefits by having these very courageous coaches. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. like, um, yes, what's her so name? Good. Hermione's definitely a Ravenclaw, but she ben- she would not have any friends if she were in Ravenclaw because yeah. they're all... You know, Ravenclaw, and they would be super competitive. Yeah, too, and super competitive, yeah. and she would excel, but she would also be like a closed-off person. Whereas yeah. she was forced to have these dumbass friends that she yeah, had to she carry, uh-huh. <laughs> but who also saved her from trolls. So yeah, you know, right? They, mm-hmm. That's so good. I love that. Can so I, who's, oh, sorry. Yeah. I just yeah. so we and we can totally cut this out. But I just wanted to say something about Percy because you guys did so. Like he does come back in the end. Mm-hmm. So there's the whole like. Rombledore thing where like Ron might be Dumbledore yeah. from the future whatever which I don't believe at all but so I feel like Dumbledore and Percy are a lot alike mm-hmm. and like first of all Dumbledore has um, Percival in his name yes. but they both say at different points I was a fool oh. and then they come back around so like Dumbledore when I think it's the stone and Snape is, like, yes. asking him why you put that ring on. Yes. And, like, he was like, I was a fool. I was sorely tempted. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing when Percy comes back. He's like, I was a fool. I just, I was, this is my fault. But so I didn't realize what I had. What you're yeah. saying is Percy is a time-traveling Dumbledore. He is, yes. Yeah. But also, yes, they're both Gryffindors that could have been Slytherins, like, yeah, super ambitious yeah. and, like, smart and, like, very performance-driven as yeah. children or as kids. And then, like. They just needed a deity. Yeah. Then, well, a good, good daddy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Dumbledore just... And unfortunately, Dumbledore's daddy was in jail. And, uh, no, yeah. I know. I needed a daddy. So anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so I have been ha- having trouble. And from what you said, like I like certain characters, but I think the ones I love to read the most are definitely the twins. Yeah. Because whenever they're... Super fun. And they're just... And I especially like that they're like ne'er-do-wells that like never conform like they're they're not good at tests or maybe they are good at tests but they don't care to be good at tests you know and they're very smart but they're like fuck school and all this stuff and then they like peace out in the best way possible that's like my favorite scene ever 
And all of the teachers are just like, ah, I can't help you. <laughs> and then um, they also like make a make a run at a business, and they do they really do well. good yeah. at the thing that they're good at the whole time. So it's not like it's out of the blue, you know. Yeah. Right. So I I really like that they um, and then they like take on this subversive bend at the end where they're like making anti dark. Um, dark arts things yep. and like have this secret radio show mm-hmm. and that's sort of their thing. own Harry Potter podcast. That's yes, right. Yeah. What is it called? We couldn't remember what their podcast it's was called. It's called um, Potter Watch. Potter Watch. It's called Potter Watch. We could call this Potter Watch. Yeah. <laughs> secret Potter Watch. Okay. Um, we also wanted to talk about our favorite book. Oh, right. Yes, our favorite book. Yeah. What's your favorite book? I'm not going to say book one. Because I feel like that's just like your gateway book, right? Yeah. Like you have to fall in love with that one. Right, right. Because, okay, hold on. Emily, just scratch all the bullshit I said before. My favorite <laughs> character is Lupin! You know, he was my other choice. It was Lupin Aww, and Tonks. Man. But I'm like, you know, I like him, but he doesn't bring me quite the joy that the twins bring me. That's true. I like him a lot, and I wanted more from his character. Like, I wanted to hear more yes. of his character. Yeah. But also, I was it was a pure joy to read. I, love, I, I guess I just love... He's such a, a like, sad bastard. Yes. I was going to so, say, he's an artistic soul. Yeah, he is. He's a, like, <sighs> not unlike my little werewolf. Yeah. And see, he's definitely like a goody two-shoes Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. But they put him in Gryffindor because then he's surrounded by all these outgoing Gryffindors and, you know, made him a better person. Yeah. You know. And gave him, like... I taught him to, like, trust and taught him friendship. the value of friendship. And that's something, like, ugh. I feel, um, so anyways, I, the whole reason I say that is because I really feel like book three is one that I, I just read it over and over and over mm-hmm. again. I also, since we're going to talk about the movies later, this might be controversial, but I really liked book four. Oh, okay. Oh, I liked the book. Yeah. I really liked the book. Book four was, like, to me, just felt like, here we fucking go. Yup. Because, yeah. like, Voldemort, Shit's about to get yeah, like, real. Voldemort got his, like, you know, his, like, actual, like, corporeal hands back. And, like, he, uh, the, you know, so it was, like, this menacing threat that was kind of on the, the parameters of, like, book one and two. Not so much book three, because that was really more, like, serious was the antagonist until mm-hmm. the twist. Mm-hmm. But, like, book four was, like, oh, this thing that's been kind of on the sidelines is now, like, come to the forefront. I also really loved, and maybe I need to read it again, but I flippin' love the Barty Crouch storyline uh, story storyline mm. about, like, his involvement yeah. with everything. Yeah. And, and, like, several other podcasts that I've listened to, they talk about like how he is actually the most competent villain yes. of yes. all of them. Like yes. he manages to be secret for an entire school year. Yeah. Like polyjuicing and having this guy prisoner and like this and powerful aura. Also a good teacher. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which is like exactly. like I'm gonna train you how to defeat me. Yeah. And then I'm probably still gonna defeat you. Yeah. yeah. It was that's so yeah. awesome. Like but, yeah. I so and, and I love the challenges I thought that, like, Cedric, yeah. you know, like, that was, like, you know, Harry's had, his whole life has been, he's been shadowed by his parents' death, but this is the first time he really experiences death. Yeah. You know, so this mm-hmm. thing that's, again, has always been, like, this shadow around him, but he gets to actually experience it for the first time, in cor- and it, it correlates at the exact same time that his, like, his, the, his... Not his chosen enemy, but, like, the enemy that's chosen him. Yeah. Like, Voldemort chooses Harry yeah. to mm-hmm. be his 
is, you know. Literally. Yeah. It's interesting so, what you say, though, because all of these things that have been shadowing his life up until this point, death, um, fame, I mean, like, accomplishment, and mm-hmm. Voldemort all actually happened to him in this yes. book. Yes. So because he was, has these accomplishments being the wizard champion and then he actually Peter and putting that yeah. out there and like right. a, and then he actually and then he actually meets Voldemort because I think up until that point he hasn't like well besides like being on the back of Quarrel's head right like hasn't yeah. really met him that marmalade baby face yeah <laughs> but yeah so I think that's why like when I think about it because like the other books are like obviously I read them and love them too but like book five he was like an angsty bitch Oh yeah, and all yes. cats hairy. He's all cats hairy. <laughs> yeah. So like you know, so it was like one of those things where it's like I could understand it, but I was just like, God, just give everybody yeah. a break. You know. So the fourth one, I I really love that one. I think I'm gonna call that one your favorite. My favorite. Okay. What about you? So I am just gonna defend book five really quickly in that he is an angsty bitch but I think at that point J.K. Rowling had gotten a lot better at writing her characters and like she knew the ultimate arc and like what 15 year old or at some point in your teen years you're gonna have that angsty bitch year and like Mm -hmm. she does a really good job of it like she conveys it very well and you're like fuck you Harry (laughs) but like yeah Yeah. that's I mean I have 11 year old twin stepsons and like yeah they they're (laughs) already starting to tween and i'm sure it's gonna get worse um but yeah like that is like really good and then also like harry starts sort of figuring things out not for himself but like so like i don't think that up until that point like even with the triwizard tournament and stuff like that like he's like oh it was luck and i had help and all of this stuff and moody was guiding me and um but then like with the da like he has this whole like cause that isn't Voldemort and he starts believing a little bit more in his own abilities when Hermione's like hey you should lead this defense group because you're really good at this and he's like eh but then he gets into it and like that's what starts sort of bringing Neville out of his shell like Luna gets a little bit more incorporated like you meet so many more of the characters and really like spend some time with them um in Hogwarts and like yeah that whole underground thing and like he really starts believing in that and then it like is borne out when they're all at the ministry and like that is so cool too like when they're in the department of mysteries yeah. and like all the different rooms and you're just thinking like what could fucking be in there and she shows you a little yeah, bit of it yeah. and that's super cool yeah so really like that one not my favorite though mm-hmm. i love book six hmm. because then yeah so like harry gets ignored all throughout book five by dumbledore but then book six like their relationship like blossoms in a way that it's not ever we don't see at all before that and dumbledore um, tr- I mean, I think he's always trusted Harry, but, like, yeah, after the whole DA thing and, like, knowing that and being like, okay, now I have to tell you everything and, like, we are going to work on this together and it becomes yeah. a lot more collaborative and it becomes a lot more, like, um, yeah, or, and just, like, seeing all the, like, creepy little things, like, like teenage Voldemort and, like, little kid mm-hmm. Voldemort and how, yeah. like, that sort of happened and you learn... Is it book six where you learn about... Or it's book seven where you learn about his mother, right? Uh, Voldemort's mother. No, it's book six. Yeah, Yeah, because Dumbledore says, yeah, Yeah. he was born in an orphanage. Sometimes I forget, like, Mm -hmm. what happened. Book seven's where you learn about Dumbledore's mother. That's right. Maybe maybe that's why I'm getting confused. Yeah. But yeah, you learn about um, Merope, and you get to see all of that, and the gaunts, and then, um, and you learn about the Horcruxes, which is, like, the big thing that hasn't really been, like, revealed 
up until this point and like yeah kind of kind of start to see maybe the end of how this is all gonna play out and like i wouldn't have guessed that harry was a horcrux yeah spoiler alert yes. but like it's starting to like there's this connection and you're like oh well, that's weird and yeah. it's always been weird, but now it's starting to make more sense yeah. that, like, this is why there are all these ties. Yeah. Oh, um, and not to mention, like, Slughorn yeah. is great. Slughorn is great. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, because he's, he's the, like a nice, yeah. again, a competent teacher. Yeah. He's, he's the alternative Slytherin. Yeah. Like, he do, he's not, yeah. a, he's not he's, an evil dude. I think he's also, though, like, he's one of the people, I think, that are written as, like, an average person who lives under a Nazi regime who is... Mm pretty complacent like yeah. you know yeah. and they're not rocking the boat and that therefore they're not really a great person yeah. but also they're not evil you know yeah. Yeah. so I thought that was very interesting um, with the fourth with the sixth book right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah now I'm like oh all those books are great but I think I was thinking it was a tie between the third and the last one the third and the seventh because the seventh really quickly I just like that they're in action like even oh, though like every single chapter something yeah. major happens. Yeah. Even though they're like a lot of it is like in the woods and like you're like where is this going? It's still like I the whole rest of it they were like learning their children they can't really affect much change and then in the seventh one they're just like set free. Yeah. And they're like we it is up to us we need to do this. We are not uh, we may be children but we are the only ones who understand what's going on mm-hmm. and who need to fix it. But um, the third one is great because the I love the whole like um, what is it Whomping Willow thing yeah. yeah and you get to learn about the um, what are they the the map and the, oh the marauders oh the marauders, marauders. Yeah. yeah yeah so and the marauders and like you kind of imagine what it was like them all growing out together and like yeah. and you it's know? so funny that so much is made of the marauders because really. You don't find out who the Marauders are, like, really, until the very end of the book. Like, Harry doesn't know it's his parents and, like, Lupin. Like, there's that mystery around it. But, like, the only... I think there's, like, one chapter where they talk about the map, and that's it. Yeah. But it's, like, such a huge thing. Like, it's such a huge part of, like, the Harry Potter thing is the Marauders and the the Marauders Marauders map and, like, all of that. And you can tell why... Because the movie, although I do like that movie a lot uh, compared to the others... Yeah. um, I... They don't mention who made the map. And I I think that was a huge feeling, but they didn't think it was important at that time. Yeah. I think that's really it. But, again, the seventh book, there is that change where you learn more about Dumbledore and you start... Like, up until this point, Dumbledore's been pretty solid. Like, he makes... uh, You know, he's not all-powerful, you understand, in the sixth book. But then you also, like think that he's all for good and you kind of start questioning his motives in the seventh book. It really flushes out the, like... And people's... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Faith in him? In, well, but, like, his, he's not, it, what's the phrase, like, uh, don't meet your heroes kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. It's that kind of, like, oh, he's totally fallible, and part of, like, part of why, from the get-go, you're like, oh, I love Dumbledore, he's just great, old, wise man, it's like, yeah, keyword there is old. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's lived a long time, and so he's had so a lot old. of life to make bad decisions and, and learn from them. A yeah. different perspective, too. Yes. Yeah. You know? Dumbledore was kind of a, like, one-track yeah. figure up for, you know, maybe up until the sixth, but then especially gets flushed out in the yeah. seventh book in terms of, like, oh, he's like a fully realized person. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, wait. We are following him, but, like, should we be following right. him? Right. You know? Or, like, 
is this, do we realize that we just kind of cast our lot with a, like, Machiavelli, Machiavellian, like, ends justify the means yeah. sort of person? That doesn't feel good. And I, I love the counterpoint that his crazily angry brother brings mm-hmm. to it, uh, Aberforth. Yeah, Aberforth. Because at some point, I think Harry says, like, I'm still on every, you know, double side, double yeah, yeah. side, and at some point Harry says, like, no, I, I, I was entrusted with this mission, I have to do this. And um, Aberforth was like, if he wanted this mission to be completed, he maybe shouldn't have trusted it to a teenager. Like, he entrusted you, a child, with this mission? And, and you he have has, to sit, he also has like a bunch of loyal adults. Yeah. Like, the and whole, yeah. oh yeah. You all do whatever he said. The whole order is capable. Yeah, and you're like, make it make sense. Like, I get, yeah, that was, that's true. Yeah. And that was like, I think the, one of the first times that my faith was really shaken in Dumbledore because like, he's right. <laughs> like, he may be angry and like weird, but also he's, he's right, you know? That was great. Anyway, we should move on because we want to talk about... Well, I also want to talk about mostly, like, the auxiliary things that came from Harry Potter. Like, so these are all the... Re- you know, we talked a lot about the books that we love and why we love them. And these have birthed other additional... So many things. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, for instance, I saw at the an International Spy Museum, they were selling a book called Harry Potter and the Surveillance State. Which is all oh. about all of the, you know, surveillance-y stuff that's in Harry Potter. And it is true. Like, I think it was especially because it was written, like, post-Bush era, the last book was. Mm-hmm. It was very much a surveillance-y state. Mm-hmm. It was very much, like, you know, end times kind of deal. I kind of think of it as, yeah, like... the Death Eaters. Yeah. Like, ransacking people's homes and people, like... Ha- like, the, talking about the sixth book with Slughorn... Um, on the run, like, in hiding, but yeah. he's just like, I know they're going to come for me, and, like, yeah. I don't know if they're going to torture me or force me into something I don't want to do, but I'm just not going to even give them a chance. And still people trying to operate, like, still going to school and trying oh, to yeah. operate normally mm-hmm. under these conditions. And I think of V for Vendetta, which is one of my favorite movies, and it's, like, a perfect piece of Bush-era cinema, mm-hmm. because that is exactly what everyone thought was where we were going. And so this is kind of, like, I think a similar thing where, you know, everyone's being surveilled. Like, surveilled in ways that we couldn't even understand, like, how they can't say Voldemort's name. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. the taboo is yeah. what I think is, like, yeah, oh. And then... And, and it's, it, like, the only person who knows about it that is Ron. And how would he even have known about that? Because yeah. it seems like they haven't done that since Voldemort was last powerful. And they were, like, kids. Yeah, like exactly. Like, ba- ba- infants. Like, yeah. So yeah. it's just, like, there's so many ways that they are being surveilled... You know, and so many ways to go around it. So I thought that was interesting. But then there's also things like the Potter Alliance, Harry Potter Alliance, which is they, you know, raise a ton of money for charity mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and then also Wizard Rock. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's, um, what is it, Draco and the Malfoys. And, mm-hmm. uh, there's the Whomping Willows. The Whomping Willows, Harry and the Potters. Mm-hmm. I think there's Remus and the Lupins. There's a, there's a ton. There's just a ton of them. Mm-hmm. And they're all about Harry Potter, and I just love it. Like, I love that there's a whole section of music <laughs> yeah that you can't find on spotify though because i've been trying to yeah. get like a wizard when there's the um, going uh the very potter musical and oh, its sequels yes. which i love so much yes. yeah i mean i've seen any of the sequels but i, I have seen either. the original yeah. yeah yes and it is so good and it's just like it's a it's a such a great play and it can't be nothing can be done with it because of copyright issues yeah 
But then you have Puffs. Have you guys seen Puffs? I haven't, and I need to. I, I have really... a copy of it, so awesome. maybe one time we can watch it. Yes. yes. But um, basically, it's about the Hufflepuffs during the Harry Potter era. Oh and so gosh. everyone is, every mm-hmm. year is like a, a different year. And um, what the year that is, I think it's book four. Mm-hmm. It's like the puffs and the year that the puffs mattered. Yes. <laughs> and Aww. they get so excited about Cedric. Cedric, and yeah. Cedric. And then at the end he dies and they're like, oh no. <laughs> it's our, our one champion. <laughs> yeah. Like ever. Their whole motto is third or nothing. <laughs> so Sounds about like, right. Third or nothing. And then they have a part where they like, okay, puffs, defensive maneuvers. And then they all get in like a, a triangle and they're like, um, we are not a threat. Please be our friend. We are not. Yes. That's their defense. Aw. Well, it's so. like when, uh, well, in the Harry Potter musical, like, Dumbledore's like, what the hell is a Hufflepuff? <laughs> we are incredibly great finders. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so I love it because this is, it's like part of the lore that has kind of expanded. Yes. Because and the finding thing, mm-hmm. it must have been in like one sentence in the books or something. Yeah. But now, like, that's a thing that Hufflepuffs are. Yeah. They're great finders. We're incredibly good finders. I love, uh, I had to look it up. It's Emily's Cartoons. Not she, this Emily. Not yeah, the, different, not different Emily. Yeah, but so this is an Instagram account, and she does uh, My Life is a Background Slytherin. Oh, no. And it's amazing. It's great. Yeah. yeah. So uh, she does, so, so she draws herself as if she were a Slytherin hanging out with Draco and like, you know, and it's really cute because she's like trying to be bad. <laughs> oh, and the Sorting Hat totally wanted to sort her as a Hufflepuff and she's yeah. like, no, no, Slytherin, I'm Slytherin. Totally, I'm totally Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. And so it talks about like, yeah, her adventures and then she, there's like background Gryffindors and background Hufflepuffs and one of the great Gryffindor ones, which I think you sent me at one mm, point. Yeah, I think Basically so. they were like, uh, she's, so Emily as a Slytherin is talking to another background Gryffindor and it's just, you know, she's like, so, you know, the house cup. <laughs> and then the, the, the Gryffindor is basically like, yeah, so we're going to win. And she's like, what? No, we're totally ahead. And she's like, yeah, but then Harry Potter is going to do some bullshit and then we're going to get a bajillion points because Dumbledore <laughs> plays favorites. And, we don't really have to do anything. Like, pretty great to be a Gryffindor. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because in Puffs, the first year, the Puffs are in, in the, the lead. lead. They are. Yeah, and yeah. then they are at the fourth, which is not third or nothing. No, it's fourth. And so they're like, oh, and they're like, it's okay. We still have each other. And like, it's just really like, oh. But in Puffs, Harry Potter, they all play like five or six different roles, and it's yeah. so great. But Harry Potter is played by this girl who's like, oh, what about Harry? And is like, you know, off in a daze kind of and like just wins by being there basically. Oh, yeah. And she carries a mop that's that's Ron and <laughs> a mop that's Hermione. Oh, God. And she like talks to them. <laughs> it's so oh, man. funny. All, but see, like that's like good... I mean that's that's fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's all that's, yeah. There's so that. much of it. Not so to mention it's so fan beautiful. fiction itself. Right. Yeah, so that much. isn't like yeah. licensed or put. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, just available on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. What have you? It's funny because when um, the a very Potter musical, it came out and then like years later, someone picked up on it in like. Uh, well, medium or something the like the guy that. who plays Harry is in Glee. Yeah, oh, and, and so he's, like he's he, in yeah. all he's on all Broadway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But is yeah, he he's even like died? a what? In uh, Glee? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. No, 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 no. That was Corey Monteith. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I 
Sorry, yeah, yeah I know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was Darren Chris, and he's yeah. also in uh, the Broadway version of uh, Hedwig and the Angry, Angry Inch, Inch yep. and like all sorts of things. And Kinky Boots, I think he was in. So he's his star has he's definitely risen. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like so. It's like really good too because obviously it's it's different from the books. Yeah, it has to be right. Yeah, or they get shut down. But it it's not one of those things where people looked at it and they were like, "What the fuck are they doing? What are they talking about?" It was like, "Yes, yes, yeah. more, yes." Yeah, they've like yeah. they've like tapped into like even as fans of the books, it's like, "Yeah, that's really dumb." I'm glad they made a joke about that. Yeah, it's something you were already thinking, which yeah. is great, you know. Because you can love something and, like, pick it apart. Yeah. I w- or I, see it's yeah or whatever. Seeing now that I have nieces who are, the nieces are 9 and 12, and my nephew is 16. My nephew's really into Harry Potter, but my nieces are not. And um, it, it just doesn't resonate with them, and I'm like... Why? <laughs> they're all Gen Z, so I don't think it's like a Gen Z thing. You yeah. have uh, stepsons, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're 11, and they're totally all about it. All about, all it. about it. And like we read them all. They had already all read all of the books, but we I read them to them again nice. out loud over like year, I got to years. Read a couple of chapters. He did. Yeah, yeah, we started. We were and coming. Babysit. That was like the thing. Back from vacation, and like I started reading book one because we couldn't get the like. Audible, like the audiobook to work, and I was like, well, yeah. and I can't read. Yeah, I can't read. Uh, so I did it, and then we we went forward. And I will say, speaking of fan fiction, Wizard People, Dear Readers by Brad Neely, which is amazing. My friend Liz, who lives in Austin, knows him. Oh, that's cool. Um, or maybe not knows, but has met him several times. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. you know, was like, um, I had two ferrets named HP and Bear <laughs> uh, for a while, and then um, that all of the books actually lend themselves incredibly to being read in that voice okay like if you just read the books in your head with brad neely's voice like it just sounds like it's it's meant to be that's funny um, have you ever have you ever done that? have you ever watched it i i've uh, seen yeah. i know what you're talking yeah. about and yeah. i've seen like maybe a bit of it but i don't think i've seen the whole thing gotcha. so i need yeah. to watch it yeah. i have it's, an old uh like ipod somewhere yeah i will find it <laughs> We can like hook it up to my wireless uh, and watch it. Yeah, and watch it. It's so good. I used to listen to it as if it were like oh, yeah. road trips and stuff. Yeah. As yeah. if it were just, just like an audio book. Yeah, That's I think the first time I ever listened to it, I just listened to it, and I yeah. was like lying in bed when I was in college, like just giggling to myself. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't need to watch the movie. With you it. don't like it it's follows the yeah. It's meant to be, but it follows. Like, you know exactly what's happening. Okay, yeah. Um, it's when like he's talking about tracks. that, yeah. And um, but yeah, and like I think too, like they expand like the fan fiction and stuff they expand all the characters so again like the um very potter musical it's like Voldemort is hilarious and he's just a petulant child and that's what he is in real life but he's so yeah. scary yeah. Yeah. that you don't ever see that really mm-hmm. and just sort of like oh my god you're just such a turd knock it off like, <laughs> yeah. but he's so he's so funny and, you're right. and he's, he's so like like if you look at the him in the books yeah he is a damaged child yeah i mean nobody could argue that that's yeah. like really serious in terms of like seeing children out in the world today who's, you know, like, and the, they're in the foster system, or they've been, like, are currently being, like, emotionally or physically or sexually abused by their caregivers. Like, that is who that kid is. And the potential, like, yeah, of what that could lead to, you know, and mm-hmm. how dangerous that is. They grow up to be very, like, terrible adults because they, you yeah. know, like that. But that's not something to, like, you know, 
light of. However, you're right though. He like throughout the series, it is kind of like this. And now I'm you know, like the classic villain. Now I'm going to monologue at you and give your would be you know like uh, saviors time to come and like thwart me and actually rescue you. You know, so he falls into these like classic villain booby traps that make him just. You know, yeah, like he's an idiot. You know, it's yeah, like you're so smart and you're so powerful, and yet you you are convinced that you have to be the one to kill Harry Potter. So yeah. any number of people that could have done it over the years just you just won't didn't work out. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So I and you insisted about, on Harry's blood, which is what keeps him alive when you try to kill him at the end, right? And then allows him to kill you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just this constant like just don't like if you were really committed to him just dying, it would have happened already. So, <laughs> yeah. Have you guys read Carry On by Rainbow Rowell? No. no. I think okay. So first, she wrote a book mm-hmm. called Fangirl. Okay. And it's about someone who writes fan fiction for. It's called Simon Snow, and it's Harry Potter, basically. Awesome. And and so in the book, there are, like, snippets of the fan fiction that she's writing. And people loved it so much that they wanted a fan fiction. Just a fan fiction of the fan... They wanted to read it, basically. They were like, hey, this is really great made-up fan fiction for your book. Yeah, and basically it's... You a just ha- write this story. It's a Harry Draco slash, but uh. in their own. So what Rainbow Rowell did was she wrote this book that is this... this uh, you know Harry Draco slash, but it's in this completely—it's like an analogous universe where there are different rules and there are different, but they're like similar characters. And except that it's—it's it's really good. It's like oh, not carry on. Is, carry on is is what it's called. That's that's the book where the fan fiction is inside is, of is it. Is the. That's, no, the fan that's the fan. Girl. Oh, okay. okay, fan girl is the is the, with is the girl who's where, writing where the, the snippets oh, okay. original. Okay. Yeah, and okay. you don't okay. have What's to read that first. Name? Rainbow Rowell. Um, you don't have to read that one first. They are not connected in any way. It's just like she's like, writing it here, and then so this is kind of like a rom com. Like she goes, she has a twin sister, and she goes to school, and her twin sister doesn't hang with her at school, and like all sorts of stuff. That's not nice. Um, yeah, it's, it's very good. Parvati Patel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But it is also like a very like Lauren, you and I. It's like a 2006. Like it's a very pinpointed time. Yeah. Because there's fan fiction and Harry Potter isn't over yet, and she has to finish this this um, fan fiction before Harry Potter's over, basically. And so she has a lot of stress. She also turns in fan fiction to her like literature professor as an assignment. And she gets an F because they're not her original characters, which I could have told her was going to happen. Oh, right? yeah. Oh. No matter how good it is, it's still not, you know, your original characters. So um, it's very good, but also Carry On, it's like a whole, I feel like we could do a whole episode about it you later. Another secret episode. Yes, there's secret. There's also a, there's a text ser- series? Text series? A text <laughs> a thread? Novel? A text account? <laughs> That was oh, great. Is it I a group think text? About. A book yeah, yeah, like no, a Tumblr was, post. Maybe it was Tumblr, where it was like it was basically like Harry Potter and Hermione and like all of the characters as they've like gone forward, so like past Voldemort mm-hmm. and like basically it's it's like it's really intense actually, and it's kind of bleak because it's essentially like so Ron and Hermione get married, and Hermione like goes on to do like all of these amazing things um and like she like you know like 
Minister of Magic. Minister of Magic, yeah. Minister of Magic, but she, like, she ends world hunger. She, you know, she basically kind of does this thing where she's like, enough of this. I'm going to just do this, and muggles can, like, justify however they need to, but oh, I'm wow. doing this. Kind oh, of okay. Thing. So she does, she goes on to do, like, all these amazing things in her relationship with Ron. Like, she realizes, like, oh, he's really not, like, on my level. It becomes this kind of, like, yeah, like, the things that you know, I love about him, haven't, like, sustained our relationship, he's not my intellectual equal, I'm, like, having a hard time, like, justifying wanting to stay with him, and then, like, But he takes Harry care of the and, kids. Right, well, like, and then Harry and, Jenny. Um, Jenny, like, Jenny's becomes, like, incredibly insecure, and thinks that, like, Harry's, like, having an affair, and, like, Harry is pining for Hermione, but, like, actually, um, George is like hollering at Hermione and moving in. Oh wow! Like, is basically trying to convince, like, hey, like, no, I don't like this destruction of the Weasley family. Oh. Intense, <laughs> but but like when you're reading it, you're like, I mean, so it's like it's a much <laughs> like, more Whoa. like real life. Yeah. I, say, I say like real life in the sense that there's not like you know things like tied up so easily like we all had kids and we all love each other and it's like and they all went to Hogwarts and became the best of friends right? themselves but it's like okay so that was like 10 years after what about 20 years after what about 30 years after well that brings me to Cursed Child you guys mm. either of you have read it but it yeah, does snippets but yeah kind of involve like I mean it's not written by JK um Cursed Child there are a bunch of so someone finds a time turner that's the whole conceit of this yeah. Slash Harry Potter's um, angry Slytherin gay son finds a time turner, and so they no, someone sends. Is it Albus? Mm-hmm. Does Albus end up being a Slytherin? Yeah, <laughs> Albus. Oh, oh Albus. this is totally good. You knew at the, you knew from the epilogue he was going to be a Slytherin. Yeah, so anyway. he's a Slytherin, also gay for Draco's cinnamon bun son Scorpius, um, and it's Stupid very God cute. Damn. I think Scorpius is either bi or not gay, but. I'm just like, that's cool, though. But, yeah, it's very cute. And, uh, like, they have some adventures together. And they, they're, like, getting up to shit. And, like, he's, like, a normal 13-year-old boy who, like, has an issue with his dad. And, like, sure. people are saying, oh, Harry Potter's a bad dad. And, no, I think he says something mean to his son. But, like, not anything you wouldn't have said, you know. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're a disappointment to me. He didn't say anything like that. You <laughs> I know? never loved you. Yeah, right. He's you're just kind of being like, a turd, son. Yeah, hmm. I, I remember there was one sentence that was like, "Ah, that was a little harsh," but like, also, it's true. So you know, he's just like an angry. They're in a fight. Yeah. Anyway, whole. I won't spoil it or anything because you guys should read it. Um, yeah. I think people are there. One thing that people keep on mentioning to me, and it is not a spoiler because it happens, like, in the beginning, yeah. is that the lunch lady on the Hogwarts Express turns out to be this, like, ma- magical automaton that is meant to keep the children on the train. So when the two children try and leave the train, they have to, like, battle this, like, monster. Awesome! And that was my response. Yeah! I was like, what? This is so cool! And everyone's like, that's not who she is. She's just the trolley lady. I was like... Who cares? Like, were you really invested in her? Like, right? being no, just a trolley hey, lady? Hey, yeah. You like, just said she's the trolley lady. She has no name. You have no backstory for her. <laughs> Why do you care if, like, years down the road, she might have been a trolley lady, as in, like, a human lady. Now she's a trolley automaton. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. She's just, like, this magical construct that's meant to keep the children on the... Which, like, makes sense because there's no supervision. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So Even when there are professors on the train, like, Lupin's fucking asleep. Yes. Slughorn's <laughs> having, like, a party. Yeah. 
yeah. with like five kids. Yeah, prefects yeah. are like, like it's like basically you have to know if you like if you're a first year and someone comes up to you and is like I'm a prefect, you have to listen to me and be like I don't know what that. Means. I don't know what that yeah. means and also no. And also, like, I feel like in in maybe in the UK you might know that. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but but if you know like. But you're also, like, taking it them at their work. Yeah, yeah so exactly. So they don't actually well, and it's get like, any power. That doesn't actually even seem to happen at all oh, until yeah. Ron and Hermione are prefects. It's like you, don't even, like, you don't even have, like, Percy coming and, like, yeah. knocking on their door and be like, what are you kids doing in here? Yeah. Like, he would totally do <laughs> that as head boy or, like, prefect. Or, like, and he does that at school, but he doesn't do it on the track. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. So. Well, so... When they're trying to do all these adventures, every time they come back to their own time, things have changed, including how their parents are married. Like, different wow. configurations of, like... Because, so, Ron, at some point, is married to uh, Pravati Patil, or the other one, Padma. Padma. I can't tell yeah. them apart. And well, obviously, they're twins. Well, Pravati's um, a Gryffindor, so... Oh, okay. There you go. Well, she's ma- he's married to one of them. He's incredibly unhappy, and... Uh, this is another reason why people don't like it. Hermione is like a harpy, the worst person. Oh, no. And you're like, wow, that sucks. Because I think she's a pretty cool person, even without Ron. Yeah, like, yeah. But, like, she maybe just, like, you know, didn't experience love in the way that she did with Ron, you know? Yeah. Or I think there's another one where um, there it's never that Harry and Hermione are married. But it's one one where... They're uh, totally fucking, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> on the DL. Yeah. Um they're divorced or something. So there's different configurations. One time, again with the Polyjuice Potion. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> so Harry's son takes Polyjuice Potion to become Ron and then ends up in a weird conversation with Hermione. And in order to get out of it, he's like, I want to have more kids. And she's like, what? And he's like, I want to have more kids. Oh, God. <laughs> and then he's like trying to like romance his aunt, but like, oh, God. Just to distract her. Oh, God. <laughs> It's no. like such a comical, and like in order to get out of this conversation, right. he's like, you're like waiting, trying to freak her out. You're waiting and then, for her to be like, but what about your thing yeah. with your dick? <laughs> with your dick. Yeah. He's like, he's like, what? no, I didn't need to know all that. Yeah. So it's funny because there's a bunch of these like little like lighthearted moments, but like the whole story is is uh, precipitated by Cedric's father being really upset, right. asking the yep. kids to go back and fix what happened to Cedric, and oh, that's. Wow. Yeah, and so there's all these hijinks. I think the boys and stuff actually told me that, but yeah, yeah. 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 So none of that is spoilers. The end is is real dramatic. We haven't touched on Fantastic Beasts, and so I feel like mm, we need yeah. to decide if we want to do that. But I'll, here's what I'll say about Fantastic Beasts: I thought it was very creative. I'm okay. I'm trying not to be the cynical, like, oh, I gotta squeeze, like, blood from a stone there, right? In yeah. terms of, like, oh, so now you're using the textbooks that the children were reading in Harry Potter to make this whole entire, yeah. like, other thing. I'm gonna decide that. I'm like, that's kind of cool, the idea that somebody was inspired. And I think also to, like, because... how would you go about, like, writing a book yeah. about all the fantastic beasts, you mm-hmm. know? Like, yeah. And everybody loves animals so much. Like, Basically, I mean, it's the 1920s. It's mm-hmm. um, uh, America, and I think all of this like Makuza stuff, the magical yeah, Congress. It's of the like United so States. much more sinister, yeah. almost. Like definitely, the Ministry of Magic gets sinister at times, for sure. Yeah, but like it's so much more. Yeah, it's more of a. Um, it's a little fascist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. that 1984 yeah. Big Brother. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I like that they um, they have, like, a policy of, like, slaughtering, uh, you know, magical creatures, which, like, seems like it would have happened, you know? Yeah, oh, Especially yeah. Especially in, like, yeah. 1920s America. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. 
So it, it seems really plausible, and um, and they yeah. do a good job of creating. I mean, they're they're creatures like um, like the Thunderbird. You know, that is mm-hmm. that is a creature a lot of people have heard of. Yeah, and know about. Yeah, and you know, maybe, maybe you're. Maybe you don't know, like, the actual origin story or, like, the original, like, mythos of it, but yeah. you've heard of a Thunderbird, even if it's just the car. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. That exists yeah. in our vernacular. But then they also do a really, I think, a good job of creating other creatures, like mm-hmm. the Niffler. Yeah. And the way he looks, it's like, oh, if I saw that, I would be like, oh, that's, like, a little beaver thing. You know what I mean? I think they did yeah. a good job of creating those, like, other other beasts. Yeah. That are like, they are their own thing. Mm-hmm. And then also having the creatures that like humans have clearly interacted with and have created folklore around. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. And yeah. and also their own ones, like you said, mm-hmm. the Niffler. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I, I like, I like that. I just felt like, right. It was just so fucking dark. I yeah, remember yeah. watching the first Fantastic Beasts in the movie theater and I think I saw it before you guys with the kids because mm-hmm. I remember being yeah. like, I remember telling you mm-hmm. and your wife like it's like there's some there's some kid death in there. Like there's like, it's yeah. really I was like, it's dark and there's like undertones of uh, like abuse and not yeah. and overtones of abuse. Like, yeah and also like oh, sexual yeah. abuse of yeah. children. Yeah. Yeah. There, was, yeah. there was that undertone. Uh, overtone. Like, like, like really yeah. intense. And, you know, and Newt is presented as this kind of, like, sweet, light-hearted guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's not that way at all. He's, like, extreme, like, almost like he has Asperger's. Yeah, yes. I think that's yeah. how he was playing him, which I actually appreciate. I yeah. thought that was kind of cool. But it's also, again, I don't feel like the trailer really represented him. Like, yeah. when I walked in there, I was like, huh, okay. Not how I was expecting you to be. Not that, I mean, I thought he did a great portrayal. I guess I'm not trying to say that it was like, he shouldn't have been that way. No. What I'm saying is that, like, I didn't, when I watched it, I was like, this is way more adult. Yeah. And has, like, more adult. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not a kid's movie. It's a movie for adults who enjoyed Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, and, and their kids. And maybe. their kids, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's like... Obviously, it's still very magical, but it's less magical because it's more in the real world, almost. Like, it's not... Like, I think that's one of the things I love about Harry Potter in general, is it's like, it isn't just... It isn't like Tolkien, where it's like a completely magical, fake place that doesn't actually exist. It's like, Charing Cross Road is a real thing, and like, this, this, and this, and like, it's real, and there's like, yeah, things interact... In a way that makes total sense, and like the Dumbledore, Grindelwald, nineteen forty-five battle in the world, like the big yeah. thing, and it's a big deal. Um, but like, yeah, then it's like it's way more political, and yeah, way more dark, yeah. and like way more adult, and way more, and like obviously, again, we get that, but we get it from a kid's perspective in the mm-hmm. books, in the and in the actual HP movies versus the Fantastic Beasts, and it's like. Oh wow! Okay, I wasn't prepared for that. Like right. I just I was, really whew. like you said, expecting a child's perspective, and that is not what that it is was. not yeah. what you get. And, the and then book, oh, you uh, well, the other thing that it was like super dark and like fucked up to me is it's like they have the um oh what is it the the kid who's like internalized the magic and it's oh, yeah yeah, the, yeah, yeah but yeah. the but something we the, we couldn't uh, remember what it was called but yeah. it's the but malevolent it's like it's like his the malevolent manifestation yeah. of his magic or whatever yeah. but that's what Dumbledore's sister was to you know, imagine 
Wait, where did you hear that? No, but like that's Is what that happened to her. No, but like she so, was a squib. She was a squib. No, she wasn't a squib. She was magical, and then she was like seriously bullied to the point of torture by these muggle kids who saw her doing magic when she was young enough that she couldn't really control it. So then she tried to suppress it. And then she could, so like basically she destroyed her internal self, but basically that's what she was. So to imagine like Dumbledore and Aberforth growing up in that household with their sister being this creature and knowing what it was. Yeah. And that being like how their mother died and then she died and then Grindelwald was involved in that, and like, yeah. oh, so like that really like. I didn't think got of it that head. way. You're right, but it that's does, kind of what like yeah, that's what happened to Ariana. Yeah, like that's magical, what happened he with was her. A magical being who yeah. suppressed his. Yeah, was like, oh well, these people don't like this, or like, yeah, they fucked me up so bad that I can never be this part of me, and then right. like tried to suppress that, and then like so then obviously them not what like it makes so much more sense that like. Because I think Aberforth's telling this, and she's like, what she became, like, if anybody knew about it, if the... Which is also why their dad uh, got sent to jail, because he, like, attacked these kids for, like, doing this to his daughter, which you could totally understand why a parent would do that. Yeah. Um, But then, yeah, like, her mother so desperately trying to hide this, because she would have been taken away and, like, probably destroyed by the ministry. Yes. And then it's like, God damn it. Well, and then, right, so, yeah, so you see Newt, who's, like... In the first movie, who's like trying? He's like, oh yeah, like trying to help this other little girl. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So that he knew who it was, or who knew what credence was, because he's like, yeah, and like the children die. Like he's he says that. Yeah, right? that was yeah. Like the danger with credence is that like, oh, he's like a lot older than most. Ch- of these kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he's more like, powerful, and he's yeah. yeah, right. So, however, he's managed to survive what's going on inside of him that's only gonna get worse well the second movie i will say crazy complicated emily and i were talking about it because i was yeah we were like so there's a whole slew of brothers yeah i was trying to read the wikipedia and it's like (laughs) oh yeah it it got real whoever wrote it didn't write it very well but it was also like and then this person's brother is not really their brother but this person is their brother and they're looking for their brother and i was like how many brothers are in this (laughs) This movie should be three. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, but the the thing that I like when I started watching it, I, they were like, "Oh, Credence survived." No explanation. Don't give a shit. They just it was like, "Oh, no, no, no. We need him to be in the next movie." So, because when I saw trailers and stuff, I kind of assumed it was going to be as like a flashback, possibly mm. because they killed him. So, so he lives, Ish. and then, but one of the things we were talking about in terms of, like, so, because this is, this is after, you know, the 20s, so it's after World War One. So one of the mm-hmm. things that Grindelwald uses to kind of manipulate other wizards is to say, like, you know, human beings are, like, really dangerous, and they are, they are volatile, and they are, like, going to make bad decisions, and so he uses the First World War to, like, kind of say, like, this is gonna happen again. Yeah, and and it did. Yeah, but you know, so I'm curious to see how they're gonna like tie all these. Well, he's totally together. a Hitler he's, character. He's yeah. obviously Hitler. <laughs> um, but I, I just thought that was like, but I didn't think about that. How it's like, you know, like the Ministry of Magic is in London. You know, like yeah. there would have they would have been there for like the blackouts and the blitz and all this stuff. Yeah. So like the magical communities were affected by the World Wars. Like it's impossible to think that they were. Like they wouldn't be, but I never thought about that because in my mind I've made this like well, that's like Muggle people shit. Well, so that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think that the the 
um, books are like it's like a portal fantasy. Like you are yeah, still in, yeah. in modern England, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's like a, you're living in this world. Yeah. Whereas it, the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is like it's an underground society that only ex- doesn't exist by itself. It exists around Muggles yeah. and all of this. So it is like you live in the everyday world. But then you also are a part of this secret society, so it's like a different vibe, I think, than yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one. But it's so cool because now we have the video game um, oh, yeah. on, on the, Wizard the app. It's so much fun. It is so, so much fun. Basically, it's like Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You're walking around, and then you have to find all of these. There's like a story, and the story is so far that this person who works as in the in the mysteries. What do they call the Department of Mysteries? Department yeah, of Mysteries. His wife was killed. Oh, well, we don't know that she's dead. Right. I well, don't think. she's yeah. disappeared yeah. along with four other people, and they mm-hmm. call them the something five. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and so he goes crazy. So his wife disappears, and there's an investigation, but the investigation is halted because of budgetary concerns. <gasps> and so he goes crazy, and then this calamity happens. And so the calamity is stealing things from the past and from people's memories and things that are important to people and, like, holding them hostage. So you have to go around and collect oh, these things. Yeah. And you have, like, a registry here of, like, all the things, including, mm-hmm. like... Um, including pieces of the mystery. Yeah. Like, so, so items from the two people who seem to be, like, the reason that the calamity happened, like, items from their like past and like around the trial and the investigation that went on or not trial but the investigation that went on to try to find these five yeah. people who they still have not found and yeah. Harry Potter was like the lead or and they never found anything yeah and then it, his investigation was shut down and there, these are it's basically paperwork and like mementos mm-hmm. and you're trying to piece together this story so his wife died and then he kind of went a little crazy and then we still don't know and then he really disappeared what, yeah they don't know where he is yeah and then the calamity happened so they're like obviously this is connected yeah um, and so you have to like do these things, get all of these little you know you creatures find your together. Foundables and yeah. yeah, and there's like lots of different categories of stuff you can collect. So there's yeah. like magical creatures, and then there's actually a separate one for magic zoology. Yeah, which I don't know why those are two separate things, but okay. And then there's like dark arts stuff, and like Hogwarts school stuff, and then like legends of Hogwarts. So that would be like the Weasley brothers, or uh, like yeah. Luna Lovegood, or like Filch. Yeah. Um. And there's, like, stuff from the ministry and, like, sports and, like, all, all different parts of the magical world. Like, stuff has been stolen, I guess, yeah. or, like, disappeared. And then, like, it's all guarded by, like... Random things. Yeah. Like, like ogres, other wizards, things like that. Yeah. You have to, like... Fire cast, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have to cast different spells to free those items and return them to where they belong. Yeah. 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 And it's it's funny. You play it like you play Pokemon Go. It's yeah. Like yeah. Almost It's analogous. the same, yeah. like... But they do have a thing where, like, typically you encounter a foundable and something's holding it hostage, either fire or water or whatever. You get rid of the thing that's holding it hostage and then you get the thing. But then there's a whole category where you have to fight something, like a centaur. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, the all, oddities. Yeah, the yeah. oddities. So, like, I've had to fight, like, 15 centaurs yeah. already. and They um, get way easier to kill, though. They do, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you I also have, like, the gyms, which are, like, the challenges. Uh, which you like basically fight random like I you fight giant spiders. Yeah, or you go into like whatever. fortresses yeah. where they so there are like special items that are only located inside these fortresses, and you have to go to specific places to fight in these fortresses. So do these get. all all of these things? Do you feel like oh 
this is I feel more connected to the characters in the books or is it like is it more like kind of running down memory lane where you're like oh this thing I remember this from this book or yeah. like, oh this character or yeah I think it's a little bit more like this is a fun game also I like you could encounter objects that are like minor in the stories and yeah. so you remember what they were for like yeah. there's a um I'm trying to think of a good one. You know, the little airplanes that fly around. Oh, the yeah, the ministry memos. Oh, like, yeah. so you collect them sometimes. Or the blasted. Have you seen a blasted scroot? Yes. Those are hilarious. Yes. They, and like, they, have no heads. Yeah. So they're just, like, a scorpion with pointy scorpion legs. And then they have, like, a it butthole. shows you their butthole. Yeah. And it's, like, on fire. <laughs> and then it blasts forward and it, like, boom. I mean, <laughs> it's funny because when you release it, it turns towards you like a cat. Like a cat would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. You puts know? your butthole but, but right in your face. But it puts butthole right at you. <laughs> it's flaming butthole. And then it's flaming butthole shoots it forward <laughs> with a burst so of flame. Funny. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, so, like... It's fun to, like, see those kind of things because yeah. you're like, oh, it's a blast and it's screwed. They're the worst. Yeah. And it just, like, points a little butt at you and it goes... Yeah. Oh, and it's very fun. And yes. also, the every time the, the uh, a magical animal is there and they're captured, especially the moon calves. Like, oh, the moon calves are alone. adorable. And so, so, like, <laughs> find it. It's, like, it's got a little chain around its neck and it's, it's like... Oh. Yeah, it's, like, tugging and, like... And even though and I don't... And the baby unicorn? Yeah, the baby mm. unicorn. Even though I don't need to save it because I've got all the ones that I need. All the need, pieces, yeah. I'm still like, I'll save you, little moon calf, I swear. Oh. And it's just like... <laughs> yeah. So it's a fun game, and um, I'm enjoying the story. It's, yeah. It seems like, like I said to you before, like, all, everything that you know in the beginning is that uh, Penelope has died, Grimm has disappeared, and the calamity happened. Yeah. And, like... You keep on getting more and more pieces about their lives and about, you know, what the situation. But, like, from the beginning, you're like, well, I think Grimm did it because he disappeared and then it happened. And he's really pissed off at the ministry for shutting down this investigation and not finding his wife. Yeah. And And so it's like, I hope there's more to the story than that because if it just comes up to be like... Yeah, okay, but that's what we thought happened at the beginning. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I will say it's like... A, it uses a shit ton of data, especially if you have the alternate reality on, or the augmented reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, B, like, the spell energy, like, you have to go around and, you have to go around to places that are designated ends and eat to get spell energy so that you can cast spells and it's hard to, to free keep, these objects. Like, it's, you don't get a ton. And yeah, so it's like, like 75 points of spell energy and every single time you cast a spell, which, like, every time you cast a spell on an object or a creature or a person, yeah, it's not guaranteed to work. Like sometimes it just it it resists you, or sometimes it just disappears. Yeah, like it's, sometimes it's like, oh, this foundable was whisked away yeah. by confoundable magic. <laughs> magic, and you're like, well, fuck, I used five spell slots. Damn yeah. it! Like it's yeah. just, ugh. Um, I think that's something that needs to fix. I can't, but, yeah. like, I can't. I do love this game, and I have been playing it, and like I don't play it every single day, but. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't know that I would ever personally be able to play it enough to actually get to the end. Yeah. And, like, there are all these things that I haven't even encountered yet. Like, yeah. I've, I've prestiged yeah. a couple of pages. Yeah, so, like, too. when you find all of the items in one, like, specific category, which each category has multiple pages of things. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then you can say, I want to prestige this, which means basically it erases all of the credit that you already have for these items and then increases the number of fragments that you have to find of them. So but it's you, like... You keep getting points. So you, you keep getting points. It helps you, yeah. It, but at the same time, it's like, oh, okay, this reset to zero. And before when I only had to collect like four pieces of Luna Lovegood, now I have to collect 12 pieces of Luna yeah. Lovegood. Yeah. And I'm so. like, so also... 
if you prestige that, if you're in the story, it's like, what so, does that mean? so did I just fuck this up yeah. and now Luna has been stolen again and shattered yeah. into more parts? Like, it, I don't think I want to do am that. Am I the calamity? Exactly. Yeah. Am I making that yeah. happen? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. That would be so cool. It would. Yeah. I don't think they're that smart. I yeah, I'm not that. game that I played, and I know you played too, which was like the Harry, um, the mystery one. The mystery one. Yes. What was that like? I, I it, set it up, but oh I didn't get very far. Also, I gave up really quickly because it was the same game. Also so awful with the spell energy. Or like yes. you had to have, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And it was cool. They were like little Easter eggs where like you could go around. Like your spell energy, unlike Wizards Unite, would replenish yeah. on its own over oh. time. Okay. But there were like different little things. Um, like you said, kind of like uh, as you walk out. Yeah, castle, Easter eggs. Like, like you, you could, could find touch things. That Peeves would... would be there, and you touch Peeves, and he like giggles at you, and then like you get a spell from him. Oh, or, okay. An energy point. Yeah. From him. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just. It was totally just. But it was so. It was basically just a tap tap game. That was yeah. it, yeah. and it just wasn't. And there wasn't a compelling mystery, really. Not. I mean, kind it was like, of. I want to know what happened to my brother. He's dead. So you're <laughs> okay. you're playing. A character, yeah, and I think it's it's like you get to it's like after Harry Potter has left Hogwarts. It's like after Voldemort, but before before like Hermione is like Minister of Magic. Yeah, so it's yeah. like short. It's like a couple of years after Harry Potter graduated okay, from yeah. Hogwarts. But like this person, whoever it is, it's like he was like the the antithesis of Harry Potter. So like all this fucked up shit. It, like he was basically kind of like Voldemort, but like was looking for certain things and it ends up being like kind of like there are multiple uh chambers of secrets all over the castle but they're in different places Mm -hmm. and they're like different little like strongholds and you have to like collect certain items and like collect people like you collect you meet people you have to make you you have to make friends so you can go to the like three broomsticks and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and like have a butterbeer with them and get to know them better and you get like friend points or was it Oh, that's true. It's yeah. It's before. Yes, you're right. Because Bill's still there too. Yeah. It's before Harry's there. So you're. It's like a couple years before. Sorry. And then this yeah, yeah. brother. So it's like you're you're so playing this character, the, and your brother yeah, has after the fall. been expelled from Hogwarts yeah. and then disappeared. Okay. And then yeah, it's after the fall of Voldemort, Voldemort. but before Harry actually gets to school. So he's still like a baby. Oh, he's still okay. with the Dursleys. Okay. Um sorry. Yeah. So then But it's also still kind of like yeah. it's, it's also it, still kind of like, oh, we forgot that big kind of detail, but also the game was like bullshit and annoying. So Yeah. 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 Well so the Wizards Unite is uh Hermione is Minister of Magic. Yeah. And Harry is like a head or and Ron is Ron. It's funny because yeah. well, they like head, you know, minister um all these Ranger ministry employees, and, yeah. Or, you know, Potter. Or I think he's like a sub-minister or something. Potter. And Ron Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes and Ron I think Ron's an Auror, too, but yeah. he's not, yeah. I think he pops up and gives his opinion about stuff. And you also get to meet, like, other people in the ministry who are, like, there's, like, a really stuffy woman who's, like, a potions expert and hates everybody. Mm-hmm. And basically it was, like, Penelope got what she, she deserved. Deserved. And, and like, yeah, messing with this. Asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, and then there's, like, okay, HR who's, like, oh, he's so nice. And, you know, so all of these people who work with Harry and them in the ministry and stuff. And, um, oh, oh hi. hi, Matt. Uh, uh, what are you 